Looking for work? Better pay? Better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. UPS is hiring day sort warehouse workers in our Louisville, Kentucky hub. Our warehouses are team settings where everyone truly has each other's backs, and we work together to deliver what matters to customers and communities. We're paying $20 an hour and offer great benefits, including up to $25,000 in tuition assistance. Eligibility begins the day you're hired. Shift your future, shift your team, shift your life. Visit upsjobs.com to apply. That's upsjobs.com. Make the shift, make a difference. Injured in a car accident? Visit SueDistractedDriver.com. You're listening to Dan Issel and Louis Rabot on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Dan and Louis. All right, welcome back in. 11 o'clock hour here on a Thursday. Here on Isla and Louie, taking you up until noon on ESPN 680-1057. Maybe you're listening on the website, on the app, or on your smart speaker, however you're doing that. Thanks for making us part of your Thursday morning. We appreciate it. Uh, second hour of the show, of course, brought to you by our friends at Delta Dental and DeltaDentalKY.com. Check out all of their coverage options there for yourself, for your family, maybe for your employees, a nationwide network of dentists. They also offer those vision plans through VSP. So check them out, Delta Dental KY. Dot com for all of those plans. And, of course, on Thursdays, it is a Wing Zone Thursday. We thank Adam and his staff for dropping off Wing Zone Catering to ESPN Louisville. Stop by that new Dixie Highway Wing Zone location right in front of Holy Cross High School. Perfect for those watch parties uh, or lunch, just lunch or dinner. Order online, wingzone.com. Uh, don't, don't forget the ESPN Louisville special, $9.39. Ten boneless wedges and a drink for $9.39. Three locations here in Louisville, Hikes Point, Papa Level, and that Dixie Highway location that I mentioned, but we do bring in Jay Davis from Cranes Detroit. Um, Jay, we are uh, we are in the in the the sadness that is bad college basketball in this area. Indiana can't win. Uh, Kentucky is getting worse while their league gets way better. Um, Louisville is two, and all of the rest of their games in the middle of January, and we have to say things like, "Well, you know, that freshman made a lot of free throws." Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of another moment of sadness in my fandom, and I think it was Michigan State football toward the end of college <laughs> after Saban left. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It <laughs> got so when bad. He, Bobby Williams. I remember, work, I remember the day Bobby Williams got fired. It was after we lost to Michigan 49-3, and I was working at the state news, you know, Michigan State's newspaper at the time. And I remember that day it was pouring down rain. They said, hey, football coaches got fired, go do some interviews. So I'm riding my bike and pouring down rain, <laughs> trying to get people to say, hey, you know, Journalism. Bobby Williams got, you know, and like nobody cared. No one cared? No. Well, the amazing thing about that 49-3 <laughs> to game is Michigan State scored first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Down the field, field goal, seven straight touchdowns. Oh, it was awful. Yeah. Ben and uh, Jay Davis with us. At Jay Davis underscore 1981 on Twitter with Cranes. Try to check out all of his stuff. Up there, <clears throat> you know, uh, Lots of moving parts right now this time of year. Um, what are wh- once the the Georgia first quarter started? Did that game go to script as much as you expected it to? Yeah, that's I, you know just thinking about it. They have you know there's a committee for the basketball tournament. Obviously, it's many it's way more teams, but you know you have them 
this matchup, this matchup. Hey, we want to do this matchup. You know, every year it'll be like, you know, second round of possibility of like, you know, Ohio State and Cincinnati because they never play. So did they do that? I, I don't know why they didn't do uh, Michigan, Ohio State in the semifinals to get to make for a better final because that final went about exactly the way as I thought it would. Yeah. TCU, I don't think they they had a they had a shot in that game at all. Um, you know, it, just the the level of talent that Georgia has now is so far and above everybody else is unbelievable. But you know, I guess I shouldn't say it like that, you know, because Ohio State had them dead to rights. But just you know, them going up against TCU, TCU was a great story. But they, I, I never thought they had a shot in that game. Jay, speaking about Michigan, uh, it looks like Jay, uh, that uh, Harbaugh's name is mentioned with about every opening there is in the NFL right now. Do you see him going to the NFL, or do you see him staying at Michigan? Yeah, it's Groundhog Day because that happens every year, you know, after they're <laughs> done playing. Um, the thing about that is, is you know, up here say, why does you know, you know, why do they keep saying that he's not going to leave? They don't understand that the reason why his name comes up in these talks every year is because he's a really good coach. He's one of the very few coaches who's had success on both levels in college and in the NFL. You know, you don't hear, and I know it's probably due to how he left, nobody's ever, Nick Saban is never in any talks to takeovers in the NFL head courts. Um, you know, Bobby Petrino, after the way he left the Falcons, even as good of an offense coach as he is, you know, he's never come up in any NFL talks. Jim, this happens to Jim Harbaugh because he's good and he's had success on both levels. But I think it's probably, you know, just a way for him to leverage more money for his, himself and his assistants. So I don't think he's going anywhere. Jay Davis with us. Uh, Cranes Detroit in his usual Thursday spot. All right, so <clears throat> college basketball, have you gotten to watch much, and why is Alabama the best team in the country? Uh, Alabama, you know, <laughs> last night was a, a clear example of that. So. Yeah. Watching that game, you know, they pulled away from Arkansas late. There was a – and I don't like framing it like this, but there was a lot of NBA talent in that game. I think Arkansas has like three or four guys projected to, projected to go in the first round, Anthony Black, uh, Nick Smith, and a couple other guys. Brandon Miller was the best – is the best pro, pro prospect in that game. Yep. He took four shots for Alabama, and they won by 15 points. That, that's a problem <laughs> going forward for the SEC and the rest of the country. When you look at when you look at the Kentucky Alabama game, uh, he had kind of talking about Miller. He had kind of a pedestrian game. He he really doesn't force anything. He lets everything come to him, and he still scored 19 points. Uh, I I I really like. I think there's a there's two or three freshmen, Jay, right now, uh, including the, uh, the JJ GG Jackson. I like the kid at Ohio State, Sensen Ball. I I think there's uh, there, there's some and and uh, uh, Phil, what's his name Philip Philip Pukowski yeah at Duke. I, I I don't know where these kids all come from, but it seems <laughs> it seems like every year there's just a, a rash of freshmen who come in and don't play like freshmen. Yeah, you know because you know. Going now with the way AAU is structured with them playing year-round and, you know, these guys play against each other if they're on high-level AAU teams, you know, just to the level of competition, even in the summer, you know, they might be playing against college kids or, you know, depending on where they work out, you know, they might get some run with some NBA guys, you know. So it's just, 
you know, playing more frequently, playing against more high-level talent, you know, that gets them ready for it. Jay Davis with us. The three of us are NBA guys. It, I think a an interesting trend that's happened this year is the best teams or the the most surprising teams are comprised of transfers or freshmen and new coaches. Do you attribute that to anything? Because, you know, we, we saw with the local teams at least – um, between UK and IU, guys coming back that were heralded guys, Oscar Shibway, Trace Jackson Davis, these kinds of players. What do you attribute that to? And is the best model to go, is the best model just what Cal Perry did a decade ago, which was just go get as many good young guys as you can and then, you know, figure it out as the season goes along? You know, that's, that's the way to do it. But the thing about that is, is that, that I think that one and done era is over for the most part. You know, and when you think about it, how many na- how many teams won national titles doing that? You know, Syracuse basically their roster was, you know, a bunch of one and done guys. You know, I mean, I know Jerry McNamara played played four years, but Carmelo Anthony was a player on that team. Um, Duke in 2015 was a lot of guys that left in Kentucky in 2012. But the model has since then. You know, look at like look at the Villanova team. Those are you know sophomores, juniors. Um, you know, Kansas last year. You know, th- those are those are better quote-unquote veteran teams as far as the college game goes um you know it's just you know you can it's just developing talent you know cultivating talent um you know letting guys grow into their bodies you know because that's a big part of it you know a lot of these guys you know the first time they're you know lifting weights or you know eating eating three square meals a day might be when they get off campus and you know the transfer thing helps out a lot you know because you know you get these you get these graduate transfers who have you know four years you know, maybe led their conference in scoring or something like that. And they're not scared to play, you know, you know, in these bigger leagues. So I, I think, you know, I think just cultivating talent and, and, you know, having having a good game plan and good scheme and being able to make adjustments in game as the season goes along is, is what works best. Hey, Jay, you make a great point. I think going forward, your recruitment of the transfer portal is going to be more important than than your recruitment of these of these freshman kids because uh, you can go out and like Alabama did with Sears and you can get somebody to come in and make an immediate impact on your program. Yeah, you know, I look at you know locally like we Michigan State's point guard is well he's a, basically an off guard Tyson Walker. You know, he's a transfer, you know, played three years in a in a smaller league and he's come in, you know, right away and contributed. You know, he's he's probably one of the best shooters in the country. I wish he would shoot the ball more. You know, the the thing about the thing about that is is, you know, you you're you're gonna you're gonna allocate more resources in the form of scholarships to transfer transfers. You know, what is that how does that affect, you know, how you recruit the high school kids, you know, because the transfer window isn't until after the season's over. And you have this, you know, longer window of time to recruit high school kids. So, I mean, are you going to promise a, promise three high school kids, you know, scholarships, you know, three four star players, and then take those scholarships away, you know, for for a guy who played, you know, three years at like Miami, Ohio, you know, I I just don't know, you know, I mean, I, obviously I know who that benefits, but you know, it's just, it's just I'm I'm just interested to see how that kind of all levels out. We had some news break about an hour ago that Kevin Warren is going to take the Bears job as president and yeah. leave the Big Ten. What's his legacy in the Big Ten? And does he owe anyone anything at the Big Ten? No, I mean, you know, he got offered a job that he wanted and he took it. You know, he doesn't he doesn't owe anybody anything. I don't know, he's uh he's he came in 
during a transitional period, you know, with with the NIL coming into play and, you know, just just a lot, a lot of different things. I don't I'm not I'm not 100% positive what kind of legacy he leaves, you know, cuz I I just said, you know, I was talking with a couple of people right like right after that happened, I said, you know, you know, taking that taking that Bears job, you know, he he was in that position 3 years, you know, these these uh commissioner jobs, you know, they guys, you know, would hold them for 20, 25 nice. years. Yeah. So, you know, I think that him leaving says more about the state of college athletics than anything, you know, with people not really being sure what NIL is and, you know, just the way that, you know, coaches coaches interact with, you know, with league administrators and, you know, just the transfer portal and all this other stuff. You know, it might just be one of those things where he doesn't want to deal with it anymore. I think the, the legacy here, and it's an interesting thing that's happened, Jay Davis with us here on Isla and Louie taking you up until noon, is – at the beginning of COVID, he was one of the guys that was like, hey, we're not going to play football or we're going to do this or whatever. And the SEC and the ACC both said, well, we're going to play. And and then he, he backtracked. They put a season together. And he was roundly criticized for it. I think everyone oh, – yeah. and, and it's interesting because I, I think it plays into larger culture. I'm sorry, Jay. I didn't mean to cut you off. But no, no. It, it, you know, like, like where you live – uh, Gretchen Whitmer was was roundly criticized for mm-hmm. her treatment, and then she gets reelected by open legs, by open, you know, by many percentages in Michigan. Down here, Andy Bashir was you know similarly criticized, but I think he's uh, you know the leading candidate to to win the governorship this fall again. Um, it, it's interesting how I think at the time we thought the COVID stuff would be his legacy, the, the, the criticism of him at the beginning of that. And then he gets the TV deal done. He gets the LA schools into the Big Ten, and that's clearly going to be his legacy. Yeah, you know, the COVID thing was weird. You know, I after the after the SEC and the ACC announced that Notre Dame said, "Well, we're going to play in the ACC for this one year." Yeah. It, it was only a matter of time before the Pac the Pac twelve and the Big Ten kind of followed suit. Um, you know, it, that was a weird. That was just a weird time. They're getting. You know, there's been some criticism, you know, for bringing in the, you know, using USC and UCLA just in terms of, you know, how that affects travel. And sure. I mean, obviously, you're moving into the LA market, which is great, you know, for TV. And you know, like you said, he 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 basically got the league an NFL deal. Yep. Um, you know, more so than anything else, I think that's gonna be his legacy. I just just off, you know, from hearing you say that, he he legit got the Big Ten. Which is, I think, is an overrated football coverage and NFL deal. You know, they're going to be on the three major over-air networks. There's going to be weeks on NBC. You know, depending on what happens with what happens with Notre Dame, where you have like a Notre Dame Clemson game that leads into you know, you know, Ohio State or something like that. Yeah. And you know, just getting that done is is just unbelievable. Just like I said, you know, based on how rated I think the Big Ten is as as overvalued, I should say. Big Ten is a football conference and in basketball. Uh, Jay, I want to shift gears. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want to shift gears to the NBA. I know you follow it very closely. Durant's out for a month. Uh, yeah. Zion can't stay on the floor. Uh, the Nuggets played the Suns last night. The Suns didn't have their three best players. Anthony Davis never plays. Do you have a theory on all of these injuries that are happening in the NBA? The injuries have always been there. I think, you know, just over the, I guess, the last decade or so with more people, with more eyes being, I don't want to say more eyes, but there being more ways to absorb the news of these injuries and, you know, 
they, they they've always been there. You know, there there was years where you know, t- you know, the the Spurs never repeated because like Manu Ginobili or Tony Parker got got hurt like early in the playoffs or before the end of the regular season. Um, you know that that's happening for a long time. I don't know if there's anything. I mean, I guess it it could just be you know just the way the guys bodies are now i'm i'm not 100 percent sure but this is, i don't think this is anything new it's just it you know i think it's just happening to more guys i guess but the injuries have always been there the thing with the kd injury is is i guess it's not going to be as bad as it was last year i'm interested to see how you know brooklyn does seeing that they have better personnel than they had last year when he went down i think they'll be able to you know tread water until he gets back um yeah, the the Pelicans. I don't I don't know what's going on. Brandon Ingram hasn't played in over a month. Um, I think Zion. They might just be, you know, just being over cautious about that. You know, because New Orleans, if they're healthy, I think could win the West based on the personnel that they have. Um, I'm yeah. I'm just interested to see this. It seems like it happens every year. I'm all, I go in there every year hoping that everybody's healthy. I know that's not going to happen just to see to really see who the best team is in the playoffs if everybody's healthy and that never that, that never ever happened. Yeah, I the 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 ones I feel sorry for are the fans. Like how how would you feel if if you, you know, had a family of four and you picked out the Phoenix Suns game after the first of the year to go to and it cost you 2 or 300 dollars once you talk about tickets or and that's not even a good ticket. That's just getting in the building and a and a yeah. hot dog and a coke and then the the Suns trot out there, no Aiken, no Paul, and no Booker. I mean, I I, I just I, I I don't think that that's a, a sustainable model. And I know the league office doesn't like it. They especially don't like this load management. But I feel sorry they, for the fans when these players don't show up. You know, they they they're trying to fix it. I think the number of back to backs got cut in half this year from last year, but, it, you know, Phoenix was on a back-to-back last night. They won in Golden State on Tuesday somehow, and, you know, going to going to Denver in a game that, you know, they really didn't have a shot at winning, but, you know, the schedule's, you know, six months, you know, from mid-October to mid-April. There, there has to be a way to get rid of the back-to-backs without cutting down the schedule. I know they don't want to cut the schedule, but if you cut, you know, if you, they, since they don't want to cut the schedule, they need to, you know, just look at the way it's structured. Like Brooklyn, so Kevin Durant gets hurt, I think, last Friday, um, or it was. It might have been. I don't, I don't. I think it might have been over the weekend. But they don't play today. Tonight they play Boston, and it's their first game in four or five days. Mm. And you know, I think there was a stretch for the Lakers where they played a game on Sunday, and then they didn't have a game until Friday. If they better, you know, better set up the schedule, they could probably eliminate all of the back-to-backs without cutting down the number of games played, and you know that would make it more likely that you know these guys play or play more games. Or you know, I know, uh, I think this was this was a while ago. You know, where the, when the Spurs were still really good, that you know Greg Popovich would rest guys for you know TNT games and ABC games, and the league said something to him about that. I know that's when they want the guys to play. You know, they they want their best guys available for these national TV games, and cutting down back to backs even more, or even eliminating them. You know, I think would play a, play a big part in that. Boy, okay, Jay Davis with us at Jay Davis underscore nineteen eighty one. Not to make this about horse racing, but I think 
Um, one of the things that we comes up every year, Jay, as we get closer to Derby is the triple crown schedule and the races are too close together and it's too hard for the horses these days. <clears throat> and then what happens is a, a horse will run in the Derby and we'll hear it's two weeks to the Preakness. I can't run in the Preakness. And then they don't even bother to run in the Belmont. So it's not really about the spacing. It's just about the horses and about decision making and, the, and those sorts of things. I disagree with you. I think even if they stretched out the schedule, guys would just sit out games. I think it's just the nature of the league now. I think horses run less, and I think basketball players going forward are going to play less. Yeah, and I know analytics, and, you know, there's, like, I I think I remember hearing four or five years ago that, I mean, it was almost like, I don't know where it was on their body, but everybody, every guy on the Warriors had a tracker that tracked sleeve and Hmm. heart rate and everything. Um, you know, the analytics plays a big role in that, you know, now, cause, but I just remember like, you know, you look at, you look at Michael Jordan's career and take out 1986 when he broke his foot and missed, I think, you know, he played, he played 17, 18 games a year. He was playing 80, 80 to 82 games every year, sure. you know, 37, 38 minutes a night. You go back to when Allen Iverson was at his peak being the only guy, you know, the real, only real scoring option on Philly. And I know Philly wasn't great, but, he was playing 43 minutes a night and playing, you know, 75, 80 games. So I think just as more, you know, analytics, more analytics is coming to come into play. That's when all of that started. I don't have a problem with, you know, analytics being a part of the game, but, you know, just from that standpoint of, you know, monitoring guys health and, you know, how many minutes they play. I think, I think that's a big, I think that's a big part of why a lot of the guys are sitting out. Yeah. And I want to be clear. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with anything that, that Dan said about the fans and, and all that stuff. I totally understand that. And I agree with it. Actually, I wish the guys would play more, but I just think it's a, a reality of the modern game. And Dan, I don't know where you're on a, at on that, but I just, I don't know how it is that you incentivize people playing more games when the overall incentive is to play less games and be ready. Well, for and, and it's not just the NBA or college basketball. Look at, look at this. We're going into a wild card weekend this weekend. And Tua's not playing for Miami. Uh, I don't know where where uh, Lamar Jackson is. Yeah. He's he's entered the witness protection program. Uh, is there any so, chance that he's just sitting out? I, I think there's a good chance. Yeah, I wonder because they, I, I they, don't, they a, didn't give him a con- they didn't give him a contract, and he said no. You know what? no and thanks. and, yeah. and him, you know they him not. I think him not having Lamar. I, I love Lamar. He's my favorite football player, and that team is really really good when he's out there. But him not having an agent, you know, is is killing him right now mm-hmm. for for a lot of reasons. You know, you have the agent, you know, not so much just to get you a contract to get you a bigger contract, but you know, this is the year, you know, with him being you know up for a new deal where you have your agent floated out there like, yeah, you know, you know, your agent called Adam Schefter or somebody and said, yeah, we you know we talked to like nine or ten different teams, right. you know, who might be interested in looking at him when the season's over, and then a week later that agent goes out and says. You know, those are just preliminary talks. Lamar loves being in Baltimore. You know, it's just it's just things like that. That seriously, you know that that stuff helps when you have an agent. You should be his agent, Jay. Yeah, I, I take less than three percent to do that. Job. <laughs> here's but, here's no, an inter- seriously that that's I think that's what's that's what's hurt him this year. You know, more so than him being hurt. It's clear that they're not they're near, nowhere near as good with without him. You no. know, I think. There's only one team that scores. Like, I think when he starts, they average 28 points a game. The only team that averages more points a game, you know, since he's been a starter, is Kansas City with Pat Mahomes. Sure. Um, so he's clearly, you know, they built their all, their whole offense around him. He's already won an MVP. Um, you know that Deshaun Watson deal 
totally, you know, screwed up everything for him. And, you know, he's right to say, look, I've done more than Deshaun Watson. I'm better than Deshaun Watson. And he would get more money than Deshaun Watson if they were being paid by the same person, but they're not. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a great point. Here, Here's something, uh, and, and I'm glad he's not playing because the Bengals are my favorite team. So I think they win that game easy without him playing. But here's a stat I read this morning, Jay. You'll love this one. Uh, Lamar's been in the league. You know, you, we think he's been he's been around for a while, right? I mean, he's not mm-hmm. brand new. He is one year older than Stetson Bennett the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stetson Bennett. I, yeah, he. Uh, I think he was Matt Stafford's backup at Georgia at one point. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, he's Jay Davis at Jay Davis underscore nineteen eighty one on Twitter. Um, uh, Jokic failed to get a triple double last night. Do you think he's hurt? <laughs> he only played what? half the game. I mean, nine assists. I mean, uh, I mean, pff, what are we doing? I mean, what? Are, I mean, was it two or three games ago where he was just like, you know what? I'm, I'm not gonna. gonna I'm not gonna shoot. He took like two or three shots. <laughs> yeah. He and goes for 28, yeah, yeah. 21, 18, and 9 last night, and it's a, it's a like, a, eh, okay, whatever. He, he's only the third player in NBA history to have a triple-double and not miss a shot. He made all five yeah. shots from the field, made th- <laughs> all three free throws. Only the third player. I mean, he does something almost every night that nobody has done in the NBA ever. So it's, uh, it's fun to watch him, that's for sure. He's unreal, but, you know, I, I think – you know, you know, people talk about voter fatigue. I, there's a lot of. I think there's probably like five or six guys who have legit argument for MVP. But you know, with them actually winning now, being tied with Memphis for first in the West, there's a good chance he wins three MVPs in a row. And you know, you know how sports works now. You know, if he wins another MVP and they go out in the second round, you know, there's there's there all that talk's going to start about how how good is he. So you know, if if he wins another MVP, and I, like I said, I think there's a good chance he's gonna he's gonna be under a lot of pressure pressure come to playoffs. Well, I I know this. If I buy a ticket to the Denver Nuggets game, I'm gonna he's see Jokic. I'm gonna see yeah. Jokic play. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, he shows up every Thursday. His name is Jay Davis at Jay Davis underscore 1981 on Twitter. Jay, we appreciate it, man. We will talk with you next week. All right. Talk to you next week. Right. Thanks, Jay. Cranes, Detroit. Mr. Reliable, there you go. Unless I'm not here, and then he's not reliable. There you go. How how much? <laughs> kidding, I'm how, kidding, Jeff. Kidding. How how much do you have to? How much time do you have to devote to this? How 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 much work is involved to know everything he knows about every sport? <laughs> I see, it's incredible to me. I mean, it's not like he's sitting there with a, you know a, a note or a notes or or a computer or something, this stuff, all all of it comes right there. off the top of his head. It's un, unbelievable. I, I think he's one of those guys, he sees it or reads it, and it's in his head forever. It's there forever, yep. yeah, yep. maybe so. Plus, he's one of those guys, he does, like, goes to the gym and stays healthy and, you know, whatever that crap is. And uh, so, no, I think that you know, he's, he's treating his brain right and 
you know, only drinking those middle lights on the weekend. No, he's doing the right thing. There you go. Good for him. Hey, Good for him. Remind, <laughs> a reminder, this hour of the show is brought to you by Delta Dental of Kentucky. Whether you're looking for dental coverage for your employees or an individual or family policy, Delta Dental of Kentucky has you covered with a nationwide network of dentists. Plus, they offer Delta Vision, a comprehensive vision plan through VSP. And, Louie, I uh, talked with Jude Thompson yesterday, and we really appreciate our, uh, our our advertisers, our sponsors, and Delta Dental will be with us for the for the coming year of, of 2023. Uh, so we really appreciate them. Uh, enrolling in a dental or vision plan is easy. You can call them at 1-800-955-2030 or visit them online at ky.deltadental.com. Welcome back to Dan Issel and Louis Rabot on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Dan and Louis. All right, welcome back in. Final segment here on Issel and Louis here on 680 105.7. Taking you up until noon, Bobby V will have you after that. First replay at 3 o'clock, Sweezy and Street will taking you till about 6.15 tonight because we do have Bellarmine basketball. Uh, 6.15 pregame, 6.30 tip on 680 105.7 and on the app. And, of course, we are your home for the NFL playoffs here in Louisville, our next games are going to be on Saturday, of course. 49ers, Seahawks, around 6.30 will join in progress on 680-1057. Then all stations, Saturday night, a really interesting matchup, the Jaguars and the Chargers. Um, and it's uh, an old adage, Dan, about the NFL. It doesn't matter geographically where teams are. You can always get a good matchup, it seems. And uh, um, it's amazing. Trevor Lawrence, terrible with Urban Meyer and great when without Urban Meyer. So there you go. Yeah. No, he, <laughs> he is <laughs> – <laughs> he has really come into his yeah. own. He, he, he's going to live up to uh, all the hype he had as a number one pick. Well, with him and uh, Justin Herbert in the same game, that's that's a, a nice it's, it's, indication yeah. of future quarterback play in the NFL. And, and I, saw, I saw the Chargers play their last regular season game here in Denver. Sure. And their defense stinks. <laughs> I mean, even, especially their passing defense. Oh, now, their running defense isn't that bad, but it's not great. But their passing defense is off. I expect Lawrence to have a huge game. Ooh, I like that. All right. Why don't you tell us about our friends out at uh, Taylorsville Road and uh, Baranos Pizza? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, there are 14 area locations in Kentuckyana, including Baranos at Bowman Field, the original Baranos Pizza. Stop in and say hi to our friend there, Rob Moody. Uh, great food, great drinks, and great people. Bernos has you covered for lunch or dinner, carry out, dine in, or delivery. Yeah, it's that good. Bernos Pizza. All right. So, uh, final segment here. We've talked Kentucky basketball. We talked a little bit, uh, frankly, SEC basketball in general with Alabama winning at Arkansas last night. We talked Louisville, of course, uh, <laughs> and trying to trying to glean positives from those games. And, and uh, obviously, the second half was. Uh, the spot to to do that. I um, you know, other things on the on the show sheet here. I wanted to talk about Jokic. The other thing that I wanted to ask you, Dan, and this is kind of a big picture question. We've been doing big picture radio after the UK loss against South Carolina and against Alabama. There's no locals in the top 25 for the early, yeah. you know, college yeah. football right. stuff. There are sky high expectations around Jeff Brom and the activity that's been happening 
in the transfer portal, you know, and then, you know, Liam Cohen's back. Big, uh, you know, Leary transfers in to play quarterback at Kentucky. IU is IU. But, you know, what what do we think is the next local program that will be a mainstay in the top 25? Ooh, that's that's a great question. I think I said I think I said the other day that looking, you know, and the the preseason blah 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 is what it is. Sure. I don't think T, I don't think TCU is in the top twenty five. Correct. In the preseason polls last year, and they wind up in the championship game, so it's not the end all be all. But um, there are seven in the last one I saw on ESPN dot com. There are seven SEC teams that are ranked higher than Kentucky. There are five ACC teams that are ranked higher than Louisville. But if I was if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna make me pick a team, Louie, I'd have to pick Louisville. And and it's not so much uh Brom and and who he can get in here, although that is certainly gonna be helpful after the last couple of coaches Louisville's had. But it's more based on who they play. And, you know, Kentucky is going to have to play in the SEC. And, you know, Georgia will be Georgia. I mean, they're, they're Tennessee. You know, there are automatically, no matter how good Kentucky is, there are automatically two or three games a year that you can say, well, they got no shot to win those games. I don't think that's the case with Louisville. I think when you look at ACC football, if if Coach Brom can can come in here and build this program up, uh, you know, I I think maybe maybe Clemson maybe, but I, I just think I I just think the answer is Louisville. So their schedule next year, we've done this a couple times: Georgia Tech, Murray State, Indiana, Kentucky are all set dates. Then they get Boston College home, Notre Dame home, Virginia home at NC State. Duke, who, by the way, was very, very good last year, and uh, Pat Forty brought up on first replay yesterday that <clears throat> is he would rank ahead of Louisville, actually, in the ACC coming up, Virginia Tech at home, and then two Miami and two Pitt. Uh, you're right, because that kind of schedule is – is is more manageable than what you're going to get on the Kentucky yeah, football and, side. Yeah, and I'm and I'm not just saying next year. I, I I'm just know, saying that you, type of schedule. And so the other yeah, part of it, though, yeah. Dan, is the SEC basketball schedule is getting tougher by the minute. We had someone text in um, about South Carolina and, and that game, and, and I wrote back, "Look, the entire SEC is better at improving, and this is a bad time for any kind of regression, regardless of the member of the conference, but especially for UK. This is not the time to be regressing in in SEC basketball." It's weirdly the opposite in ACC basketball where we're kind of trying – I mean, Clemson's at the top of the conference. Pitt's at the top of the conference. This is a terrible time to be two in the rest of your games. Mm. Yeah. No, you're right. (laughs) It just is. And and you look at, like, last night you mentioned earlier, Texas A&M beats Missouri by 18. Vanderbilt, for at least a half, maybe – maybe two-thirds of the game, gave Tennessee all they wanted. Now, Tennessee might have been looking ahead to Saturday, but you're absolutely right. There there, there aren't any gimmies. If they show up, they being Kentucky, if they show up with the kind of effort that they showed up with on Tuesday night, they can get beat by anybody in this conference. 100%. And it's going to continue to improve because my sense is Cal's back next year, and 
where's Nate Oates going to go? Frankly, what's a better job that's going to open up than what he's built at Alabama? Mm. North Carolina ain't opening. Duke ain't opening. Kentucky ain't opening. UCLA ain't opening. Right? I mean, just to name some of these teams, I I don't know why I threw UCLA. Kansas ain't opening. Um, Right? What's, what's, What's a better job out there right now for Nate Oates than the Alabama job? Yeah, and you know you could say Texas, and he's been mentioned as as predominantly. I think as they're going to stay. I think they're going to stay in house with that hire, yeah, yeah, especially last night. That's a game we haven't talked about. That's fair. TCU was running Texas out of the gym early. I mean, TCU was up 15, 17 points. Good point. And Texas came back and won that game. Yep, good point. Uh, and and so. But you're absolutely right. So Nate Oates is being mentioned in the Texas job. Is Texas a better job than Alabama right now? They're about to be in the same league, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. both football schools, right? Um, I, I just – kids are obviously willing to go play in the SEC. Lots of them. LSU, Auburn, you know, Alabama's better. Um, you know, we talked about Texas A&M. Like, Arkansas, obviously, you know. I mean, it's just it's, – it's, you know, Florida's – we haven't talked about Florida. You know, it's interesting because th- that part of the equation is very different than it used to be. It used to be that we would get on Cal about his non-conference schedule because there wasn't anything from <laughs> mid-December until late February, right? Right. That's right. not the case anymore. It's the opposite, frankly. <laughs> you yeah. gotta, it's almost like Kentucky football where you got to build in some wins at the beginning of the year. <laughs> I never <laughs> thought I'd say that out loud, but that's here, here we are. So, you know what? It's funny. I landed on the same spot. I think the most likely is Louisville football, and the least likely is Louisville basketball. Mm. Mm. Why do you say that about Louisville basketball? You've just you've given up on, on pain and... And his staff's ability to to get players in here. I'd love to go back and listen to my comments when I was filling in for Bobby V in the spring, but I don't know that. Yeah, I mean, the hope was that he was going to do that, that he was going to go get guys, and he hasn't been mm-hmm. able to do it. And I don't have any reason based on. I mean, like a, a, there's a kid who's about to commit. I forget his name. And Louisville's in the top six, and no one around here thinks he's coming. Yeah, I mean, no one thinks he's coming, and 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 so I don't know if it's a, hey, go, you know. Go get more Mike James's. I don't remember. I think he was a three star, something like that. It show you can develop those guys, and then more guys will want to come here. But at this point, I mean, I mean, honestly, Dan, do you really trust him to go get guys in the portal and have a good team next year? I do. Uh, pro- probably. I mean, they'll be better than they are this year. But you know, me, you, and Avery could be better than this team is this year. But. Um, Again, I, I everyone thought thirteen and nineteen was rock bottom. It's, it wasn't. It wasn't even close. No, wasn't even close. wasn't even close. That, that's that's the part that surprises me. Not, uh, you, you know, the, the pe- people like to say there was a recruiting battle for DJ Wagner. There wasn't any battle. He didn't for come to DJ. campus. He was going to Kentucky. The, the closest whole, he got to campus the, was playing down at the fairgrounds. Yeah, and, and that's where I was going. If you can't get people. Uh, you know, and who was it, uh, Johnson, that uh, was supposed to show up and yeah. had a, had an illness in his family? If you can't get people to visit the campus, Louie, you've got no hope of getting them signed. I'm with you. I I, I, I just I, – I do not at this point. At this point, would love to be wrong. Like I say about all of our local teams, would love to be wrong. I don't have, I don't have trust in that, in that staff to go get dudes to fill out the roster for next year. And that look, man, you and I have talked about it. At some point, 
these things can go away and what you don't want to happen is you get a decade away from your last title and all of the kids that you are recruiting do not know the name Peyton Siva. Right. And they do not right. know the name Russ Smith. I mean, those because in a unique way, Kentucky's national title guys went to play in the NBA and you can point at them. Russ Smith's dominating in China and in other places like that. Peyton Siva, I don't know, a cup of coffee in the NBA and that's about it. So you can't really point to those guys and say, hey, do you remember them? Because the kids are going to say no. If you say yeah. Anthony Davis yeah. played here, that's a different conversation. And so I, well. what, what you need to not have happen here is, well, we, we, we had Dr. Duncanstein. <laughs> We've won, what, three, three national titles? That, that's awesome. Yeah. You, I mean, that puts you, you in very you, you, rarefied air in college basketball. But, but when you start to talk about it, you were four when we did that last. <laughs> that's that's where I was going with it, Louie. You go to a high school kid today and say, uh, "What what do you think uh, is is more forward in their mind? The fact that Louisville has won three national championships, or the fact that they're two and fifteen this morning? Two and fifteen. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, imagine you know we think of Indiana a certain way because of our age, but I mean, eighty seven is their last title, Dan." Mm-hmm. I was six years old. My daughter just turned six yesterday. <laughs> She's the youngest of my four children. That's how long it's been. And so yeah. I just, at some point, you don't want to become Indiana. <laughs> it's it's, it's right. crazy to say. As far as as far as titles, I, you know, they have a fine tradition, and they, you know, Memorial is a great place to watch a basketball game. All that stuff, <clears throat> but you don't want to turn into that as far as recruiting and and you know. If we're talking about being a top 25 mainstay, we're talking about getting past those kinds of issues and, and, and pushing through to a different level than, frankly, any of the teams around here are playing right now. And so I, I, I get the optimism. And look, I think during the summer we talked about this. That silly season, that's when you should have hope. That's when you should have optimism. The, the worry is you get to this summer with Louisville basketball and there is no hope. There is no silly season. It's just, oh my God, who's going to play for this team next year? Yeah, that's and, the concern. And so yeah, hopefully and you, that's and you not need that. You need that momentum. You, you need that upward movement. And if they don't, if 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 they don't get a top recruit out of high school, or they don't get a couple of uh, really uh, good players out of the portal who can make instant contributions you just get farther and farther away from being a good team i mean if we didn't do this show dan you and i would not be talking about an rsn game at nine o'clock in clemson south carolina we wouldn't no and how they played a little bit better in the second half and still lost by double digits yeah we wouldn't be talking about it and that's the concern no recruits saw that game last night none of them not a single kid that's considering college basketball watched that game last night. That's Let's dumb. hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, unless you're unless you're Brad Brown, Brad Barnell, right? So. Man, oh man, ugh, ugh. I hate to even ask those questions, but I mean, it is. It's been big picture radio this week. So, um, all right. Well, what else do I have here? Did you did you read this thing with Al Michaels? I did. Are you interested in in? Louie, Louie, if you put it on the show I sheet, read everything you put on the show sheet. It's more for for radio effect, theater. That's the why I get. That's why I get up at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yes, you so do. I read all this uh, nonsense. Yeah, if I don't have it posted by six thirty uh, Mountain Time, people, you have no idea. Dan calls me. It's like, what the hell are you doing? I thought we had a team here. Um, <laughs> preparation is is half the battle. I mean, come on, Louie, get it together. Um, this this stuff interests me less because of Al Michaels and more because of. 
the, you and I have talked about the TV deals with the conferences and different things and the amount of money and the streaming part of this. Yeah. And, and I thought it was bold and correct for them to go get a guy like Al Michaels for these broadcasts to give them credibility, absolute immediate yeah. credibility and, and, frankly, and high level of credibility. And if you read this interview, it sounds like they also went out, they being Amazon and got some really good television people. Correct. Because, you know, he said the the presentation uh, is was even better than what he thought it was going to be. Yeah. The one thing he was disappointed in, and I think everybody was, and this is the one thing I guess Amazon didn't have any input in, is who played on the Thursday the night games. games. Yeah. It, they called this, Louis, in the article, they called this an experiment, a streaming Experiment. If I was experiment. going, if I yeah, if I was going to have an experiment, I, you know, I'd want at least half the games to be watchable. And and he talked about the Bronco Colt game early in the season when nobody scored a touchdown. You know, who's going to pay to watch that crap? And so if if it was truly an experiment, and I, and I guess it went well. But if I was Amazon, I was playing that kind of money. I'd make sure I got a decent game every now and then. Yeah, the other part of this that stood out was they asked him about Joe Buck having to to be there when the when Demar Hamlin collapsed, right? And so going through that, it reminded me, and and you know he was complimentary, of course, of of him and, and uh, Troy Aikman. It reminds me that people in media consume media. Does that make sense? So, like, you know, yeah. you and I quit this show, but we immediately go and find other media to consume. Right. 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 Yeah. Like, you go either watch television or do something else, right? You know, uh, I, I, if I'm driving anywhere, it's not, it's very rarely music in my car. It's usually either this medium or another one very similar to it. And so, um, you know, tonight I'm going to go do a podcast. I'm going to talk more, you know, and so, um, <laughs> uh, texter asking if Lamar is going to play this weekend. We have not, I, I, I have no updates that you have or don't have. Um, well, it, you know, I think it would be worse if he did. And I, and the reason I say that is he has not had a football uniform on since the first of December. Yeah. And so if if they think and he didn't practice yesterday. So I, I if I was a if I was a Raven fan, I'd be hoping he didn't play because there's no way not having a not having a pair of shoulder pads on for a month and a half. There's no way he's going to be Lamar Jackson. So I, I at this point uh for the Ravens, I don't think it matters a bit whether he plays or not. I also think uh Davis uh, pretty clearly has this uh or Al Michaels, excuse me, Davis. Um, Al Michaels has the world figured out. Are you scheduled to do anything between next week and August? Not at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, man. It's like taking you to, to Breeders' Cup, and you, we get done working at like 1 o'clock, and I'm like, here's some money, bye. And you're like, really? <laughs> that's our entire obligation? Was, we're done? Yeah, that's it. That's it. It's the best. Oh, well, his, his legacy has been set for a long time, no, I right. think. Uh, ever since, wasn't he the announcer Miracle for the World ice? Series when they had the earthquake? Earthquake, in, Miracle on Ice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, Al's, he's, Al's he's in go. pretty good shape. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. good to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Dan. Speaking, speaking of good to go, I hear the music, which can mean only one thing. Look at the word. Our time together is over. Uh, we'll be back again tomorrow, 10 o'clock. Sure. Uh, we will pick 
the uh, wildcard NFL games and uh, have other nonsense to talk about. Uh, thanks for listening. This has been Issa Lanois, 680, 105.7. Have a great day, everybody. of eating the same homemade meals over and over again? Want to switch it up? LocallyOwnedDelivery.com safely brings the restaurants to you. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner, they'll bring it to you. Delivery.com delivers some of the finest restaurants in Metro Louisville. Miss going out to eat but still want to support your favorite restaurants? Delivery.com has got you covered. Use promo code ORDERNOW for $10 off your next order. Sit back, relax, your meal's on its way. Delivery.com. We bring the restaurants to you. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Injured in a car accident? Visit SueDistractedDriver.com.